In this devotional, I'm going to share with you three thoughts from Acts chapter 12, verses 1 through 5, where I'll answer the question, what happens during persecution? Acts chapter 12, verses 1 through 5 says, About that time, Herod the king laid violent hands on some who belonged to the church. He killed James, the brother of John, with the sword. And when he saw that it pleased the Jews, he proceeded to arrest Peter also. This was during the days of unleavened bread. And when he had seized him, he put him in prison, delivering him over to four squads of soldiers to guard him, intending after the Passover to bring him out to the people. So Peter was kept in prison, but earnest prayer for him was made to God by the church. It isn't long after the church begins that they suffer persecution from the Jewish leaders as well as the Roman leaders there in Jerusalem and the surrounding area. It doesn't take long because the Christians are saying something that is fundamentally opposed to the way the Jews and the Romans were looking at the world. For the Jews, the Christians posed a threat because they were claiming Jesus was the Messiah and as such was the fulfillment of all of the law. For the Romans, they were saying Jesus is Lord, that he is the king, which means that Caesar has limits to his authority in the world. Because of these two affronts that the Christians made to the Jews and to the Romans, they were suffering persecution. Here are three thoughts from Acts chapter 12, verses 1 through 5, on what happens during persecution. Thought number one, violence. The response of the Romans and the Jews to Christianity and its spread was violence, meaning that they were not able to convince people not to believe in Christ based on their ideas, based on their thought processes, based on their study or exploration of the scriptures or Greek or Roman law. But instead, they had to resort to violence in order to stop the rapid growth of Christianity. Violence is the last resort of those whose arguments have failed. So during persecution, violence takes place. Thought number two, escalation. When Herod finds out that the people are very supportive when he executes James, he decides he's going to go after one of the even bigger fish. He's going to go after Peter and take care of him and bolster his own support. He sees that by enacting violence against the Christians, if he can pump that up a little bit, he can become even more significant and even more powerful in their minds. So violence is followed up by an escalation of violence, as violence has its effect on demoralizing and controlling the people whom you are persecuting. You start to pump that up more and more in order to decrease the significance of that movement. So Herod escalates the violence and seeks to do it even further. Thought number three, prayer. The response of the church to this violence that's taking place, to the escalation of violence that takes place, is not to resort to violence. That isn't what the Christians were doing. When Peter gets arrested, the Christians aren't sitting there planning some sort of counteroffensive. 
They aren't gathering up arms and political support to start some riot or other such political display in order to get Peter freed. No, that's not their plan at all. Their plan, very simply, is to pray. And when they pray, they devote themselves to prayer, they fervently pray, and the Lord acts. What we need to understand as Christian people, as believers in Jesus Christ, is that the weapons of battle that we utilize are different from the weapons that the world utilizes. The world will persecute with violence and with an escalation of that violence. But the Christian response is not violence or escalation. No, the Christian response is prayer. So as we find ourselves in a situation of persecution where we are suffering violence from the hands of our enemies, our response ought always to be prayer because we trust that the spiritual forces in this world are greater than the material forces in this world. We trust that God will bring about his purposes even through periods of persecution and difficulty. So we pray to him and believe that he will act. These three thoughts come to you from the assigned reading of Acts chapters 11 and 12. If you'd like to read through the Bible with me, you can do so by joining the Facebook group, Through the Bible, where we are reading the text of Scripture together.